All right, everybody, welcome back to Artsy Fartsy Immigrants. This week we've got Mr. Botsharder back. Hello, hello. It's awesome to be back here with you. Yeah, man, we missed you last week. <laughs> yeah, and I. it really was a shame that I couldn't be part of this um, awesome conversation with Emma. I really liked it. Yeah, that was a lot of fun. And it's, you know, it was cool to, to, to crack 60, man, just a few more, and then we'll have 100 episodes of this bad boy. That's crazy. That's really cool. There's a, there's a few podcasts that I follow, um, some more famous ones. I mean, of course, there's always Joe Rogan, who's crossed over a thousand already. That's just unbelievable to yeah. me. That's just insane. But a few of them are in like the 500s the, that I follow every week. And for me, that's still so crazy. 500 yeah. episodes. Dude, I mean, yeah. if we would get the money out of this, just like Joe Rogan does, we could also easily cross the, the, oh, the 1,000 yeah. show board. Oh, man. I mean, with sponsorship, <laughs> we would do at least, at, we would start at least doing two a week, I think. I yeah. mean, that's just crazy. Probably two a day. Two a day. Two a day. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, at least, at least. Um, so I'll just Wake say up it. and good night with Artsy Fartsy Immigrants. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Wake up and go to sleep creatively with Artsy Fartsy Immigrants. <laughs> Um, so for those who listen to the show, welcome back. And for those just joining us for the first time, hi. <laughs> nice uh, that you're here. Nice that you're here. Um, so we just try and get this thing out of the way right at the beginning of the show. But, um, if you, uh, like the show, what you can do to help us out to help to help new people find us is you can go to, uh, Apple podcasts somewhere on iTunes and you can give us a rating, a review, subscribe, you know, the whole um, the whole ramble about that. It just, it is how the game is played and it really helps new people find us. So please go on there and uh, give us a little like or a little share. And if you want to write into us, if you uh, are an artsy fartsy immigrant or you have a question about something about a previous guest uh, or about the show in general, you can always send us an email, podcast at m945.de, or you can follow us on Instagram and send us a DM at artsyfartsyimmigrants. And finally, if you would like to support this show financially, you can always go to patreon.com slash jordanprince. Lawrence and myself are trying to make plans to spread into live uh, live podcasting, live streaming, video podcasting, and donations would, of course, go towards trying to make more shows for you and better shows for you. Uh, so always just keep that in mind. And otherwise, this is episode 61, baby. We're on the road. On the road to 100. Yes, sir. <laughs> Ma'am, so do you want to tell me what you've, because um, sadly you had to miss last week, but you've talked about it a little before two weeks ago, but how's it going with your winter sport extravaganza? <laughs> it was, um, as far as it could be, awesome. Like the the thing was that there was this, um, this Nordic Ski World Championships in my hometown, Oberstdorf, which is quite a big thing. <laughs> And yeah. um, sadly, I couldn't go there um, because I didn't get an, an accreditation because they had pretty strict limits uh, for that. And only a few people from the from the big t ride holders, like TV stations, etc., were yeah. allowed on site. Um, so basically, I was uh, <laughs> spending two weeks uh, right at my desk here where, where we record watching all the, the races and events and um, producing different little pieces about stories 
around the World Championship, like um, how it affects um, people in Oberstdorf and um, what it is actually, because it is ob obviously pretty weird when you have this kind of a huge event um, within a small town. So it's like it's not like a, a sports event we know in a in a huge arena somewhere. I don't know um, <clears throat> in the in the rural area around the big city or something. It's like in the small town right there. It's a huge event and it is pretty weird. And but it was great and there were. Um, yeah, many great competitions. Um, I had to the 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 American cross country skiers made me smile quite a lot. <laughs> what they do? Um, you get to know most of the um, the American, or at least some of the American uh, cross country skiers, uh, come from Alaska. Ah, that makes sense. And it got kind of warm. Um, in Oberstdorf, like plus plus ten degrees or something, probably fifteen around noon on some days. Yeah, mm -hmm. and like this one athlete uh, from Alaska, she wrote about sixty degrees. What's sixty degrees in Celsius? What's sixty in Celsius? Yeah, um, I should know that. <laughs> I should know that, but it's it's really not that much. Let's see, sixty. Dang it, sixty F N C is. 15.5 yeah and um and like those american athletes were um were racing in like it, it, it was looking like bath suits because they <clears throat> because uh, cross country skiers wear those those race suit that obviously because of aerodynamics etc sit pretty they're pretty, pretty slim like skin tight right skin tight is exactly and what they were doing they were um they were were cutting them like around their shoulders and their legs and it, it was looking <laughs> like bath suits and this one athlete from alaska was posting like yeah in alaska when it's 60 degrees we go swimming oh my <laughs> and i realized God, it man. doesn't seem to be like that in europe <laughs> there was also one guy in australian he didn't even wear a shirt he was just wearing shorts and you still gotta imagine it's winter sports so it's like on cross-country skis wearing shorts also skin tight shorts and shirtless and, um shirtless but he was only wearing like the the bib as a as a shirt like, like the, the number or whatever the number like, yeah like uh it's <laughs> <that's> crazy <laughs> But the thing is, like, that's such an... I feel like that's such a classic Australian move to be the boldest <laughs> yeah. one facing the weather, yeah. you know? And he was wearing it at a day where he probably didn't get the memo that it wouldn't be that hot on that day because it was around um, zero degrees Celsius that day. Oof. Probably three plus three. <laughs> so it's probably like in the... It's in the 50s or so yeah. in Fahrenheit. He's out there shirtless like a psycho. <laughs> <laughs> that's so crazy, man. Oh, speaking of winter sports, though, speaking of your boy, um, that you this uh, star athlete that you do, she happens with Vincent Geiger is now Instagram friends with me. <laughs> That's awesome. That's pretty awesome, man. I saw that yeah. a few days ago and was like, "Ooh, I got a celebrity athlete!" All right. <laughs> he also listened to the show before. Oh, really? Oh, nice. Well, yeah. if he listens to this one, then hey, Vincent. <laughs> That's quick so shout cool. Out. Quick shout out here. Yeah, but um, all in all, it was a, a lot of work, but it was super awesome. Um, it was a lot of fun. And 
it also brought me to this point um, where you often get, as someone working in media, the big um, thing called feedback. Oh, yeah, okay. Because on the one hand, I think, in, I think you know this also as a musician. You like to get feedback, but you also got to f f find a point where... Um, like feedback from your audience, let's say, not professional feedback from your boss or something like um, uh, feedback from your audience. Um, mm -hmm. And that's something, I mean, nobody c working in, in media or in or as any public role doesn't crave for that. I mean, everyone does in some form, but you also get to a point where you um, shouldn't be too affected by that you know what i mean yeah for sure if you i mean if you if you're changing everything that you do based off of different people's feedbacks then you're never no. really doing what you want to do you're just trying to please yeah. people yeah and um and that's something where, where where this brought me because on the one hand and that's so awesome and i'm so grateful for that because for the first time i was really getting like a, a huge amount of feedback from many different people and um and people outside of my bubble listening to the show and and liking it or liking it not whatever and and that's awesome because that's something like it's the first time that i get that from a from a bigger audience um and but then you also and i don't know i i'm i'm checking the the she happens instagram page and there are so so many messages and emails etc and you start answering them and then you at some point you re realize okay like you really appreciate this and you want to answer them all mm -hmm. but you also don't want to um how to how to phrase that you don't want to like get be liked too much you know what i mean like like you don't want like to you don't want to try so hard so yeah. that you get kind of trapped in this thing that you always have to reply to everybody yeah. every time Yeah, not only replies, but also like this, um, like pleasing everybody. Yeah, and this relationship between um, between the feedback you get via mail or Instagram or whatever, and what you act actually do on the show. Because often we get questions for Vincent or right. for us, and we we answer them on the show. And um, but you yeah. really get into this in this kind of loophole where people really start to to give kind of tips about fundamental things about your show you know what i mean they start telling you how to how to create your show as opposed to i have a question for your guest yeah and and what to do and what we and what we should do and what we shouldn't do etc oh uh, yeah i know that kind of criticism for sure yeah and but all in all I, I'm, i'm super grateful and, and it, it was um awesome and i really really like this um Working on this is, was also, yeah. Was there any? I was gonna yeah. say, was was there any particular criticism or feedback in the mails that you had in mind when you brought that up, or was it just the idea that you you're thankful that you get it, but you you had a moment where maybe you were getting too um, obsessed with trying to be a pleaser? Yeah, exactly. That that's the thing. Like, like there there were there were certain messages about um um and how we should how we should interact with our social media account like like and I, i i feel like it's 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 um it's friendly tips from people but you when you when you start to do things professionally you need to get to a point where you where you um 
I mean, where you take every single one that, so that's that's my point of view. Every single listener in this case that comes up to you, you take you take him or her seriously and and answer their their question or, or um, yeah, re- reply to them. But right. you need to to make a difference between um, what really helps you and what you can give those people back. Yeah. And um yeah, and build this kind of line that shouldn't be crossed on how exactly. deep it affects you and the your show or your product or whatever. Exactly. I mean, I can completely relate to that especially in reference to these German videos that I started doing on Instagram no. because you know, I mean, I'm very thankful for this, but at this point now with the videos um sometimes on a on a good launch day, you know, within a few hours they have a few thousand views and it could be that in in one day maybe a video has like depending if it's you know in combination with TikTok and Instagram together perhaps you know it could get several hundred comments. So yeah. at that point you you know this is the first thing I ever did that gets that sort of immediate uh feedback from people like immediate yeah. comments. And you know there's so many different kinds of of responses that you see and it's just like you're saying where some of it you you know, some of it you want to engage with, some of it at first can hurt and you have to learn how to kind of be numb to the things that, no. like if one guy says, um, actually, you know, in my region, we don't say it like this. We say it like this. You did it wrong. You know, you're bound to see a few different people um, disagreeing with maybe exactly, exactly, exactly what their version of the definition is or just exactly what the pronunciation is. And at first that would really distract me. And I used to think, oh man, you know, this is so dumb. I don't know why I'm doing this. I'm not prepared enough to do German words. No. But then but then in contrast to that, you get so many other, I don't know, hundred people that say, like, oh, that's funny. That's great. Thanks for making that. You know, and that's 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 what I'm kind of doing it for, is just perfect or not, it's just meant to be kind of funny. And there's also this this line to cross of um, you know, sometimes the comments are suggest a lot of the messages i get and comments on them are suggestions for new words yeah and i would say maybe like three out of ten notifications for new words do i really pay attention to anymore because it used to be that i would look at every single word that came in every message and stuff and try and look them up but you know a lot of people what they do is they send in a word that they grew up with or a word that's specific to their dialect like maybe it's just a perfectly bavarian word or something that's in some region somewhere that like is definitely not in a standard uh like dictionary or you know so it's all about this kind of filtering of the criticisms like no longer do messages where people say like this isn't funny or you said it wrong now those don't bother me at all because it's it's just part of the game when you when you make something like with your podcast for example like when you just put things out and you, or with this podcast, we don't get that much feedback on this show, but I think if we did, it'd be the same thing where you're creating something and you're, you're putting it out there for everyone to interpret it their way. So with that, it means some people are going to be like, that's really funny. I really like that. And some people are yeah. going to say, you pronounced it wrong. I don't like that yeah. word, you know, then, yeah. <laughs> you know, but that line is still drawn. Like sometimes people are nice and I just say, thank you. Sometimes people write like really long messages. Um, of of ideas they think would work better or just being really nice. And I still pick and choose. I don't, I, I really can't. Um, I think it would, 
I would get too obsessed and I think I would get too um, insecure if I felt the need to respond to everybody. No. So I don't, I, sometimes yeah. I don't even read them, I think. Yeah. And in, in my case, it's, it's so this, this really, I'm really thinking a lot about this because um, firsthand, I'm, I'm super happy that for the first time I'm getting this huge amount of, of feedback because with so many things like, I don't know, radio shows, articles, videos, or whatever I did, um, I did not get that at all, Right, probably. Same. Yeah. Um, and, like, as a journalist, it's, so it's, it's frustrating from, for me, for, if you don't get any feedback from two points of view. One is, like, everyone wants to be relevant in a way, no matter what he does publicly. Right. And the second is, um, as a, as a journalist, that's really my goal and my how how I see this job. I, I want to interact with people, like the people I interview, the people I probably portray in a in a in a piece, or the people that I don't know read or listen to or watch the 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 things I do. Because basically, at the end of the day, journalism is for the people. <laughs> like it's it's Fubu. Exactly, <laughs> it's for us bias, you know. <laughs> yeah, exactly, and th that's what that's what it should be. And um, I see a lot of um, a lot of things that tend to happen only within within a certain bubble, etc. Because that connection um, gets lost between journalists <clears throat> and um, and their audience. And I also experienced that myself already, and was frustrated by it because I, I said, okay, I don't don't want to just. I don't know, publish this or that or cover that topic only for um, my my own very specific niche bubble. Right. Um, and yeah, that's a that's that's something um, that really makes me thinking because at the end of the day, um, that's what I think I I need in terms of to in terms of um, getting better at what I'm doing and also. Um, also kind of um, getting a sense of what people really want to want to 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 hear or to see or to to watch there's the there's the the, the there's the line because on one hand like um, I want to cover topics that um, that affect people and that are re re relevant for, for for a lot of them Right, like you, you always have certain peer groups, etc. Sure, but um, but you don't want to, I don't know, write or or produce pieces about something <laughs> nobody's um, nobody's affected by or, or or topics that that nobody cares about, and that's a, a big mistake. A big mistake I made, and a lot of other people do, to to think because a certain topic is important for them, it is for for many people. Um, do, you, do you have an example of like the difference in terms of something that you wrote, something that was like generally for the people, and then something that was just too nichey that you focused on too much? Or yeah, like I did um, this when the first lockdown started, and we were in a situation with M ninety four point five where we couldn't even um, air live shows because we it it took a while to have a concept to bring in people to the studios again and um to yeah like n not enough people were equipped for for um 
airing live shows from home. So what we did is we mm. we um, really transferred everything we did to articles um, and podcasts. And I did this k kind of podcast series about <clears throat> different people and um, how they're affected by the crisis. And it often has to do with their profession, etc. And I, I did one um, one episode, for example, that was with um, the head of a, they call it Frauenhaus. I'm not sure what's what what the English term for for it is. Um, it's like I've a, heard a, this a, word before. A safe space for for women and their children if they're I don't know being abused at home or um, cases like ah, that. Ah, a woman a woman shelter a shelter a woman shelter. Yeah, that That's makes it. sense. And um, and it was super interesting and a, a very very touching interview because we had the situation where uh, you saw cases of domestic violences or the number of it grew etc and um and right. in general this this was one of the, one of the topics i really felt okay this is this is important mm -hmm. and um and i also did like niche things out of fun just like um for a for a while or maybe it is to the day but i'm but that's another thing because i'm fine with it, with it like this show yeah but and With, which is super niche, obviously, because it's an English show in, in Germany. Germany. So, like, it, it is super niche. About, about people who yeah. specifically have to have moved abroad, <laughs> yeah. and specifically want to work or are working in creative fields. So, it's definitely like, dee, doo, doo, like the fine line gets finer and finer. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> exactly. And, that, and, that's, um, and I still do this with passion because it has evolved into... Yeah, like we mentioned often, into something that is so much fun for us that um, I, w I would say, at mm -hmm. least from, this is from something my behalf, I would never. Yeah, this is something yeah, I would never want to miss. Like to, to yeah to not do for some reason. Yeah, exactly. And I don't see, and I'm I'm not um, I'm don't don't feel like I'm depending on, on audience feedback with this or whatever. But I also did, did other things, and so that's one thing. Like you want to. Do things that are relevant, and you have to obviously because what's your um, what's your job if you don't cover <laughs> kind of um, in quotation marks important topics? No matter if you I don't know if you cover politics, if you cover sports, music, um, whatever topics. Yeah. But um, yeah, and that's the thing. And you also have to have to to draw a line where. Like you said, you don't want to be a pleaser because that also can get it can cloud your judgment for what you want to make. Yeah, and could get pretty pretty dangerous in terms of um, in terms of topics you cover and the point of view you you um, you take, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera. And so, right, right, yeah. I don't think we have to we have to to, to stretch this, this 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 even longer. I mean, we can come back to this topic anytime because I find it super interesting. Um, I'm cool, like, man. I think it's great. Like, that's a big question for me. Where's the line, or what's the amount um, of feedback I'm firsthand capable of handling myself? And right. Uh, second, like, um, where's the line, or where can I define a, a certain border on? what I can um, be affected by or 
not. Mm -hmm. You know mm -hmm. what I mean? Like, what's the ratio you mean of of um, positive criticism to negative criticism? Yeah, where it starts to influence how you make the thing that you're making. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. Yeah, totally. Like, 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 how do I, how do I adjust my 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 spam filters in my head? Yeah, exactly. That's really hard to do. That's really hard to do. I think everyone who makes something is probably always trying to figure that out. I imagine there's a good handful of artists, people like we've had on the show before, like Anna Pascobota. I think, I think she's the kind of person who probably just would never in a million years notice or care about anyone's negative criticisms because I think she's the kind of artist who deeply believes what she's doing is super cool and it just interests yeah. you know and of course it helps that she's also won several awards and had you know grants from big universities and stuff but um that's probably like a big ratio is just to be really really happy with what you do and then if you get you know like only notice i don't i don't know though but is it only health is it healthy to only take in the, the positive things because when it comes to music for example um probably the best criticism you can get is not necessarily negative, but to get constructive criticism from someone who you trust or respect is almost always a hundred times more valuable than um, someone like a diehard fan who's always going to just love everything no matter what. Yeah. You know, like someone like my mom saying like, it's so beautiful. I love that song. Um, I'm always happy to get that. It always makes me very, very happy to do, to hear that. But I almost treasure advice from a friend like Vivi or Tim or you more who would say, um, you know, something uh, to, to prompt a question about what could make the song better. Like, yeah. ah, you know, I could even hear a harmony there. Or, you know, is that guitar tone? It sounds a little muddy, don't you think? Maybe having like someone wanting to help make it better. But I don't know. It's, it's, it is, you know, like you said, it's a very difficult question because there's so many with every different artistic outlet that you have, I think a different ratio accompanies that. There's a different ratio for everything. Like with journalism, it's creative, but like you said, it's also very informative. Yeah. It has to be for the people. There's a certain level of public versus There are more rules, obviously. More rules, and, yeah. And good that they are there. Like, it would be a shame if you had the same kind of rules for, for arts. Oh yeah. Oh <laughs> but, yeah. But um for 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 journalistic um publications um there are certain rules for that but yeah. But I wonder but regarding for some people the, yeah. Sorry, go ahead. There was a delay. I was just going to say um, I wonder what the ratio is sometimes for um when there's like um for like depending what your artistic outlet is if a certain ratio of negative criticism would start to overpower how you create that that product that you make i don't know i think about because my thing is always thinking about how musicians react to stuff and some entertainers and you know that you hear a lot of stories about people who did stand-up comedy or they they wrote for something or they make music and they had a lot of negative feedback like this isn't funny i don't think this is good blah 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 but then they persevered and they powered through and they believed in what they were doing. And then finally they got to the window of whatever time or no. uh, environment where it worked for them. And for me, I wonder too, sometimes I get, um, you know, I might get more um, 
I wonder, I, sometimes I, I compare like a, a lack of feedback can almost sometimes be related to negative feedback. If like, Dude, if no for, one, you know, for me, it's even worse. Like, I feel like I'm, I'm pretty relaxed and I can, and I can really handle negative feedback. But for me, no feedback at all is, is worse. Yeah. It's scarier because then you're thinking like, oh, did no one, like, did no one like this enough and they're too scared to say something, you know, or like, yeah, is it that, but that's the scariest thing, with, like with making, with making music, you know, uh, of course, um, whenever I can only speak from my own experience, but whenever I make something, there's always from a certain group of people, there's always going to be a handful of like very positive feedback because that's that kind of person that always just loves, um, you know, what you put out. But when there's a big lack of feedback in general outside of that, then I get nervous. Like, did this not strike any chords? Did this not have an effect at all on anybody? Because that's, then I missed the ball completely, you know? Yeah. And I mean, I mean, as an, um, like as a musician, you, you always have that, like, you can and and, th- and that's what the point where it connects to numbers, which can also be uh, numbers can be bad motherfuckers <laughs> on social yeah. media, on streaming platforms. Um, yes, uh, yes. YouTube, what whatever you do, um, numbers and algorithms. Um, but I guess that's the point where you where you started as a, as artists, um, like connecting your success to certain virtual numbers. Because, um, like, you can only measure, I don't know, how often, like, back in the days, how often an album sold, like, today, how often it's played. Um, But you would never, besides live shows, um, get a feedback on on what people really connect with your music or um, what, what it what it does with them in a way, because people who really like an album often have, have deeper stories, I don't know, connected with a certain moment in their life or did listen to exactly that record or whatever. And you, you, would, you wouldn't get that that often. And that leads to, to like, um, I think, often giving too much um, or caring too much about numbers that kind of simulate this feedback. Hmm. Yeah, that's true. That's like feedback became sort of compressed into this tangible number. Yeah. The more numbers that are linked to a stream or to a like yeah. on a post, you know, is sort of a feedback. I did see a funny thing the other day. I posted something about this new song coming out tomorrow on the 12th. Um, and I posted something on Facebook about it. And I, what I, what I do for Facebook is like, usually I'm posting the same thing that I'm posting to Instagram. And then maybe once every two weeks, I check on Facebook to see, you know, what the feedback is on it. Did anyone like this? Did anyone comment anything? No. And it's so funny because it was just like a promo pick for the song. And then the first comment was some guy that I don't know. And he just said, your music sucks. <laughs> I thought that's so funny that he, it's so funny that he made the effort yeah. of to to go to my page to see my post to follow my my page enough to like to yeah. see this and then make sure like you know what I'm gonna let him know 
that I'm not going to listen to that song. <laughs> For me, that's like so funny that like, wouldn't you just, wouldn't you just ignore Something yeah. like I, for me on Instagram when I don't, when I, maybe I've met a bunch of musicians in the past on, on previous tours and maybe I don't really like their music. I just liked them. Yeah. You know, I just, I just mute their page. I just don't follow yeah. their posts because maybe I don't like the music or something, but, but I would never be able to go on there and comment and be like, yo, this sucks. You know, I could yeah, never we, do that. To, to make this an artsy fartsy topic, we already um, talked about that. Like, um, it probably also has something to do with a certain openness. Like we, like we, um, we talked about like Americans, obviously not all of them. Um, but like you said, it would rather tend to, to smile at you and to say positive things while meaning something completely different. Um, and you experienced it that in German people are more likely to, to be up front yeah um but i don't think a german person still would go onto a page and be like yo this sucks i think i i didn't recognize like where the name if the name had anything to do with where they might be from but (laughs) i I don't i don't know man that was crazy um but yeah totally i mean if i would meet a band and then i didn't really love the music but i thought they were like nice enough people yeah, I would be like, "Oh, great set! Oh, that's so cool! Oh, you guys are giving out CDs? Yeah, I'll take one. We're gonna be yeah. on the road, you know, whatever, you know." Dude, what what I did because I also played with so so many super shitty bands, <laughs> and yeah, if, and um, and I always let's talk about that because I always when when we met those bands and I know that I played in a lot of shitty bands as well. <laughs> <laughs> um i think we all when, have our fair share <laughs> yeah when i um when i met those bands afterwards backstage or whatever and they were were asking for for any form of feedback or you get in this flow where you you talk about uh the stuff the uh the the, the other guys do on stage or whatever kind of musicians nerd talk um and i always made a difference between um like how the how the how the band um like appeared and a lot of them for my opinion had way too much self-esteem regarding what they're actually doing (laughs) do you mean appear do you mean appeared like how they like what kind of personality they gave off or how they actually dressed how they how the kind of personality they gave off oh yeah yeah Mm -hmm. um like there are too many too many i don't know shitty rock cover bands that think that they're Van, ha- Van Halen or something. You know what I mean? Dude, <laughs> the confidence that so many yeah. terrible bands have so it I, just astounds me. Yeah, and when I would meet one of those bands and they were asking for feedback and I didn't uh, want to <laughs> wanna say your music sucks. <laughs> but you I, wanted to say it. <laughs> I, 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 find, I, I think I've always found a kind of compromise between the, like, like we just mentioned, the American way and the German way. Because if they asked, I would only, I would focus on one tiny thing that I probably liked. Like, I didn't want to say your music sucks, but I also didn't want to say, boy, it was so awesome. Of course You did not. so well. Then I would just say, yeah, like, I really like your bass tone. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like, yeah, focus on little details. I wonder if that's, a, I wonder if that's a, a universal thing amongst musicians, no matter the country, yeah. because I've definitely said the same thing. <laughs> 
you know, like, I'll, I'll really think so hard to be like, okay, um, uh, okay, maybe he did like a decent, a decent solo on this song, and I'd be like, oh yeah. man, yeah. well your yeah. solos, <laughs> super tasteful <laughs> stuff, man. I mean, how long have you? How, and then I'll change it immediately to a question: How long have you been playing? Yeah, yeah. You know, make it to like, then I'll just go. I just find out who they are, and that's always more interesting yeah. than listening to their music. <laughs> Yeah, and if I even if I still didn't find anything like that, anything positive to talk about, I would immediately like turn this question into like gear talk. Oh, that's genius! <laughs> yeah, what kind of pedals are you using, bro? Yeah, <laughs> like and, and I, 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 I wouldn't I wouldn't kind of kind of rate what they were playing, but I would just like. I wouldn't say, oh, yeah, I liked your sound, or it was shitty. I was just like, ah, yeah, your sound, you did use that um, certain pedal or something. Yeah. Oh, <laughs> use that, that big muff uh, bass yeah. tone. Yeah, usually when I play yeah. that, I find that like this, you just make it into a conversation. Yeah. And then, and then if, I really, um, if I really did not like the band, then I would, um, I would completely go off with random tech bullshit because I also, like, I mean, most of mus musicians, you, you, you can catch me with that. But I'm also bored of the, um, like the, the the kind of importance is it has um, for for so many musicians because at the end mm -hmm. of the day you're still playing a guitar. Yeah. Um, and, then I, the, uh, and then I would go, 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 would go off completely crazy with with different like I don't know names for amps or uh, guitar strings or whatever that made no sense until. The band was pissed off after three minutes, and I could grab another beer. <laughs> you want to know the like the all-time fail-safe thing you can say to a band where you didn't like anything about them? When they could, if they come off stage and they, you know they come into the back room and you have to say something, just put up your hand for a high five and be like, "Guys, great energy up there! Great energy!" Yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> that never fails. That never fails. Oh man, great energy. <laughs> but what 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 are you what is what 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 are the highlights or maybe the one highlight of this kind of um, feedbacks that you as a musician have got in your in your career? What are some like some some feedbacks that I've gotten before? Yeah, in in, in kind of in kind of the, these um, these terms, like someone wow. came up to you and probably they didn't really like you, but they they tried to to find a way out of it. Mm, I'm trying to think because I've definitely had I've definitely had some people talk to me that I was pretty sure didn't like uh, the set because I mean when you're when you play enough shows you end up playing with so many different genres like I've supported yeah. I've well first off I think everyone has supported a DJ at one point or another <laughs> and, true and you know, it sucks every time it it's sucks so every bad. time nobody no wants you there, there to see a live band nobody's in the building to see a live band nobody wants you there the bartender doesn't even want you there yeah. no one no one wants you there uh, <laughs> you that, those lose. shows suck uh, I've played for you know like hip hop artists uh, punk bands metal bands <laughs> everything you can think of. And probably like the worst is when you get when you get clumped with like a really heavy like heavy metal or or, or uh, emo screamo sort of th thrasher rock thing that's just like so different from. Um, I'm usually playing an acoustic guitar, so it's very yeah. very different for for them to see that. Um, what I've noticed is if I'm playing with a band, and the 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 group that I'm talking to didn't like me or my songs 
they'll pull kind of what you did and they might be like, man, you're a guitar player, you know, yeah. like, oh, wow, like, what's that tone? Yeah. Like, you know, what's that amp? You guys, you guys using those Vox amps? Those are kind of bright, shiny, huh? Um, Or they'll, yeah, they'll ask me like, is that a Taylor or is that a Fender? You know, uh, like, oh, yeah, yeah, it's Taylor. Gear talk. Yeah, they just go straight, yeah, it's usually straight to gear. That's kind of a classic. Um, But I don't remember... Probably also the the key to getting through all those shows is not letting any obvious dislike for your music stick with you because you already hate playing the gig in the first place. Yeah, true. you know you hate playing it, and then afterwards, imagine some guys like, "Oh yeah. man, you sound like a girl." I, I have had I have had a lot of people, um, especially in the older days, because I think my voice has changed a lot over the last ten years. Um, hopefully for the better. And then, but I remember in the previous years, my, my older singing, I mean, the, it was just extremely, nowadays for me, almost unlistenably high tone, like very, very, very high tone. Yeah. Um, and it's still high today, but I think it has a different kind of, I mean, as I age, it, ha- it naturally gets a bit deeper. But um, things like for the Deer Jump, for example, it's just some songs I can't quite listen to anymore because they sing so high. And there have been so many people that thought it was an interesting story to tell me that they heard one of my songs. And thought you were a girl? They, yeah, either they thought that, uh, either they didn't know it was me and they thought, who's this girl singing? Or they knew it was me and they thought that I was playing guitar and had a girl singing. Ah. Uh. You know, I've had so many countless, countless interactions like that. And every time, I mean... I know that I sing kind of high, but I also listen to a lot of male singers who sing as high as me, if not higher. Yeah. So it's for me, it's always like, thanks. Yeah, I hear that a lot. That's um, you know, I mean, it doesn't really. <laughs> that really me helps anymore. me. Yeah, <laughs> it's like that's funny. <laughs> I don't know. The weirdest. That's, feedback. that's probably the worst. I've gotten it's not I mean no one no one, I think no one's gonna be like mean yeah you know but I've definitely had a few sort of that danced around it like that the weirdest feedback I ever got after a live show was um this was not about the live show <laughs> this was not a bad live show this not this this was not about the live show that's what they said what does that mean yeah and and the the, the backstory is it was at Ampere Wow, and like quite a while ago, I was still living in Oberstdorf. I was still going to school, and we, like my former band Sam Jason, I guess you you know them. <laughs> um, oh yeah, sure. Um, and we were nominated for this kind of band contest, um, which sounded pretty cool because there were like like five semi-finals throughout Germany, like in Berlin, in Munich, in I don't know Cologne and Stuttgart, whatever. And after that, there's a final, and the winner gets to play um, sets on two festivals in Germany, like the Hurricane Festival and Southside, so pretty huge ones, and one show in America. So obviously, like 15 years old or 16 years, like yeah, that's the thing. We're gonna we're gonna rock this, and Mm -hmm. we. The thing is, we thought um, like you go there, deliver a great performance, and then probably you'll succeed. And sure. Ampere, Ampere was was packed, and and we played the show, and I think we did pretty well, and and so many people were were um, entertained, and we got a lot of good feedback afterwards. 
<laughs> but then one of the the, the 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 jury members came up to us and said like yeah this was not about this was not about the live show and we were like what he's like yeah this was a good live show and we were like yeah okay yeah but um the rating doesn't work um like that it's like the your set is being recorded and afterwards people online can vote for you so it wasn't about actually performing <laughs> there but about, exactly well then why even why and don't we, you just submit a song and we were and we i don't know how we how we didn't get this information but the thing is like we built in like a three minute like interactive part <laughs> with the audience so oh, it's that's like, kind of cool it, it and it worked out it worked out fine and people were enjoying it and it turned into a kind of kind of 15 minute party and everyone was enjoying it it was one of the greatest gigs i ever played <laughs> but afterwards we to we were told yeah i don't think people on the internet are gonna like this <laughs> oh man that's a stinker <laughs> they should have put that in the sub in like the the fine details yeah know? i mean that yeah. stinks too because i mean probably that would have been a great thing for festivals i mean you're interacting with people you're doing probably you know yeah. high energy a lot of body a lot of body movement a lot yeah. you know that was That's always crazy. what we did because we we obviously knew we were like 15 16 years old that we could not afford to 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 record stuff and this is probably not going to happen so fast that we will bring out records so right, right. it was all so we were playing only original music but it was all about the live shows like and everything yeah. the, the outfits like where you stretch a certain part probably you're building a long bridge with something something interactive um mm -hmm. with the audience um like yeah. for a while we had a like a, a megaphone <laughs> oh and, wow and, and we're giving it around to, to to let people sing with us using the megaphone and stuff like that that's what what we did I, yeah it's kind of cool actually that kind of makes me think of um i mean depending like I mean, I would have to be there, but it sounds like a cool, a really cool thing in theory because I remember I've seen the Flaming Lips and whenever they bust out the megaphone, you know, it's going to be like kind of, yeah. kind of a big party. You know? <laughs> yeah. It's and so that's, crazy. And, that, and that's basically what we did. And it also still could be that, that we didn't <laughs> read the rules well enough, but that was the feedback we got afterwards. Yeah. This was not about the live show. <laughs> I'm going to put that down. This was not... <laughs> about the live show i love that <laughs> yeah, I, yeah i was trying to think if i've ever been in any um like band competitions before i remember in high school i played um a talent show i must i think i was a junior in high school maybe even a senior i think i was a junior i played a talent show uh in the auditorium at my school for like the I don't know if it was for the whole high school or maybe just for the junior and senior class or something and some of the teachers. And the only feedback I remember was I didn't win. I think I got like second place or third place. But um, I remember I went... So when the talent show ended, everyone goes back to class. And I went to my Spanish class. And my Spanish teacher took me out in the hallway. And the song was a perfect like teenage uh, whiny anthem. You know, it was like I sang about you know like being a disappointment and like being so sad and stuff and i uh, i took it uh, I, I went to my spanish class after my spanish teacher came to the hallway and was like jordan i just wanted to talk to you because um you know the teachers um talked together after your performance and um they're a bit concerned that you might want to kill yourself <laughs> <laughs> uh, uh? <laughs> 
said, what? <laughs> and she's like, she's like, yeah, I know. I told them to not worry about it, that, you know, you're just expressing yourself and I know who you are and that's not what you're thinking. I was like, no, not at all. <laughs> she was super cool. She was my favorite Bam. teacher, Miss Jones. She was she was great. She's like, I know that's not what that's not who you are. This is just you expressing yourself. I was like, Yeah, I'm a teenager. <laughs> Every, everything I do is sad. Everything's like a journey, you know? Yeah. Oh man, so like, crazy. I only I listen to my chemical romance. <laughs> oh man. I, I had like I had shirts from the used. I mean, it was a whole thing. It was a whole scene. No. But I don't remember um. I don't remember being in any like battle of the bands because I remember I think in like 2005 or 2006 or something the school of rock film came out with Jack Black and man all I wanted I watched it first I think I watched it like three times in the cinema and all I wanted to do was be in a band and win a big battle of the bands that's all I wanted to do it sounded like the coolest thing ever (laughs) yeah I took part in two and no in three actually and after all, I can say, I don't know how it is in the States, but the ones I experienced, at the end of the day, they all suck. <laughs> yeah, they're not really fun. I and mean, they're not really fun to do. It's a lot of waiting around. You get super no. nervous because you have one song. No. You know, you're going to be probably playing behind a band that's really great. And then you're no. going to be played after by a band that's really great. And you just think, I've been in a few showcases before that wasn't like, a battle, but it kind of felt like one backstage because all the bands are kind of thinking like, oh, this is about showcasing me, of course. Yeah, yeah, sure. And then like, depending on your time slot, you know, like, oh, you get a five song slot. Oh, you get a three song slot. Oh, well, yours is at 7 p.m. Yours is at 11. Oh, <laughs> uh, yeah. And a lot of those. And then one band arrives late, but they think they're, they are the real local heroes. And um, they didn't show up for sound check, but they still definitely need to get that 9.30 slot because they told all of their huge fan base yeah. that they, they would play at 9.30 prime oh, time. So, it's so lame, man. <laughs> it's so lame. I just, like, I, I love, I just love playing festivals. Like, I love playing normal concerts, but festivals are just the most fun. It yeah. doesn't feel competitive. Everyone's just there to have a good time. You know, the the stature of the bands is is not defined by the band thinking they're awesome. It's defined by their literal crowd intake. Yeah. It's like if they're that big, they get that stage, and there's no argument. There's no like, well, I think we deserve the man stage. It's like, no, they've got 3,000 people going over there. That's That's why they play there. And everything's just as it is. It's all good. And you get a free festival hangout from it. I mean, you get to party the whole time. You get to meet a lot of people. And that's that's something I think I miss the most is like, this would have been a great, last year, you know, might have been, and even maybe now like a great early festival season. And that's a big shame. But Yeah, I played one and that was, was the first one we played, the first uh, contest, which was super fun because we um, were informed about the, <laughs> the contest the night before and rehearsed like 20 minutes in the end we won <laughs> and i would oh, say nice because of the circumstances we won actually it wasn't a great performance but it was like in um so it was within the Alga in oberstaufen pretty small and in their their yeah community hall or whatever and the first thing was um the hall was all had seats this might mm-hmm. sound weird to all Americans listen, but but in in Germany it is really uncommon to have um, seats in a concert venue. 
um except for for like classical concepts and probably probably uh some jazz clubs or whatever um no in america too it's the same it's like if it's like a nicer theater then they're seating yeah and um there were a lot of lot of pretty old people and our contestors were one female rapper and i guess like two kind of hardcore bands <laughs> And Two I guess hardcore bands. Yeah, and I guess we were the we were the compromise for the wow. pretty old um audience plus the jury. There was one guy in the jury I really admired at that time because and he's from Immenstadt, but has an I guess an an American background. His name is Jeff Ogg. And just a few months before we played this show, he got a, a Guinness World Record certificate. Because he oh, set really? the world record for the most gigs within the most countries played within 24 hours. He played like nine shows in nine countries within one day. Wow. I think I might have even heard about that before. I think that was like in these music music blogs and stuff for that week. Like this guy yeah. played, the, you know, yeah. nine countries yeah. nine, in one day. Just a, just a side note. He, he posted a That's pretty crazy. awesome uh, video after the... Um, past US election where he was standing up a hill um, over Immenstadt early in the morning and with a big 4x12 cabinet and amp <laughs> and was playing the the Hendrix version of, of Star, uh, Star Spangled Banner. <laughs> what? Really? Yeah. This was after I, Bi Biden was elected? Yeah. <laughs> oh, that's super cool. That's yeah. super cool. I got to send it to you. It's it's it's, it's pretty nice. But yeah, and and I, I was pretty impressed by him um, and thought he 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 he's a I thought because he I don't know why I was like 14 15 and I thought because he must be he must be famous and he must have connection because of the the world record he set, etc. And in the end, we won, and all we won was like uh, a, a three, <laughs> like a three-liter bottle of beer, a voucher, uh, a one hundred uh, euros voucher for um, for light equipment we could um, we could rent, and uh, a voucher oh, for for two more <laughs> cases of beer. <laughs> So basically, they got you some booze, and for a hundred, a hundred euros for lights is like what a flashlight. I mean, you're not going to get anything for that. Yeah, we we could have uh, booked a a a some form of, of of projector. That would be the would have been the maximum. Okay. Okay. Yeah, that's still. I mean, for one show though. Yeah, because yeah. it's a okay, rental for one night. <laughs> for one night. Oh my god. Oh, that's so crazy, man. That's so crazy. Oh man, yeah. Maybe I'd, maybe it's not a big regret then that I never got into any battle of the bands that I can remember. I don't think I was. Yeah, I've sent in like the the only thing that's close to that is I have done these ridiculously scandalous uh, pay to submit songwriting online oh, no. competition things. I did oh, no. that. I know. I know. I but how how much <sighs> did you pay for for one of these contests? Um, well, I did it a few years in a row. There's like a few different, um, there's like international songwriter contests. There's um, like American songwriting contests. 
And of course, it's always like, oh, uh, this year's judge is Tom Waits. Uh, this yeah, year's judge yeah, is like yeah. Ryan Adams or whatever. And he probably so, listens to the top three that already are... They're filtered out. Filtered, yeah. yeah. Exactly. It's such... Um, I think it's absolute horseshit that it's ever going to get all the way to yeah. the judges that they advertise. Never. I'm sure they... I mean, I don't even think they could get someone like Tom Waits to sit down for more than like nine minutes for some some crap like a contest like that. No. Um, but I think, I mean, sometimes, I, in my if my memory serves me right, I think a, I think a standard submission for a song up to five minutes or something was like fifty bucks. No. So I think one year, well, which I know still that, way too much, which is way too much for independent songwriters. Uh, when 12 songs came out, I'm pretty sure I submitted about half of them, not the same day and not to the same one. Okay. But I found a handful of songwriting competitions. And I was like, oh, you know what? I think James is a great song. I'm going to submit James. And then I would no. list like Americana, country rock, folk, acoustic, whatever, whatever. And then the lyrics and I was like, okay, I think this has a chance. And of course, never hear anything back at yeah. all. I think I had one song that got to the second stage. I was trying to think if it was, I think it was for lyrics. I think, um, I think it was High's Cool. I think it was that one that I submitted also to like country and Americana and folk and blues and whatever. And it never, it never went through, but I think for the, I think I submitted it to a separate lyrical contest. And I believe it got to a second, like, I think they sent me a reminder saying, okay, you're in stage two, which is at this point. Oh, okay. But uh, still, after that, nothing at all. So just yeah. a waste, just a total waste. The only thing, and this, uh, I th think this pretty um, smoothly uh, rounds up the whole, the whole show today. The only thing that I really liked about those contests was the instant feedback, because it also can be <laughs> super fun If you're in a contest and you're the wrong band for the wrong audience and they hate you, <laughs> it still it still can be a lot of fun. It's like it's like dressing up as the Joker for Halloween. You're like everyone's gonna hate me now. <laughs> yeah, but you love it. You know, you're like I, I want chaos. <laughs> yeah, like, <laughs> give me all the smoke. Oh man, it's so that's so good. I was just thinking uh, a little bit off topic, but um, just because I didn't want to forget, and I, I have to end soon, but. Um, th big thank you to Moritz Binder for getting me into this game for iOS and iPad called There Is No Game. Did I send that to you yet, Mo? Nope. Dude, okay. I I'm going to just send you the link right now while we're talking so I don't forget. But basically, um, without spoiling too much, there's this incredible, incredible, I can't describe it enough, incredible phone game um, that I was recommended to by our longtime listener and biggest fan, uh, Moritz Bender. And he's gonna, he's probably texting me right now that he can't believe that I am talking about him right now. But, um, yeah, this game is absolutely incredible. And without going too much on it, because I know some people who listen, don't play any games. Basically now that I've sent it, I can focus. Um, it's, it's, worth the money it's like six euros and it's a lot of good extremely interesting captivating gameplay it's so a but, great story but but what huh? is it what 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 happens i almost don't want to say anything because the fact that there is no game means it's kind of hard to talk about i see i see 
yeah, it's 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 kind of it's it's an adventure game. It's puzzles. It's point and click. It's very funny. Um, there's someone who's kind of guiding you through things. It's very inter- It's like you're you're kind of caught up in something that's a bigger okay. picture, and you have to find your way out or find your way to like what they're what should yeah you'll see like you start it's very mysterious and super funny and it's great it's called for anyone who's into phone games it's called there is no game and i cannot recommend that enough um but cool so we're we're about at an hour now mo i think i I would love to keep going for more but tonight sadly i have to end it here um is there anything else on that topic you wanted to round out no i think i think enough said i feel pretty good about it man I think we covered a lot of cool stuff. Um, I would just do little reminders here at the end. Uh, so tomorrow is March 12th and my brand new single smiling back at me, uh, comes out first thing in the morning. So what you can still do today is you can go to my profile, um, my website, jordanprincetunes.com. You can go to my Instagram at jordanprince. There's a link and you can go to Spotify and you can pre-save uh, or uh, Apple Music or Deezer, wherever you prefer to listen, you can pre-save that song to your favorite 2021 playlist so that as soon as it's out, it's already in your favorite songs and you can listen to it as much as you want. Um, so that comes out tomorrow. And then soon we're going to have a live uh, performance video of that song, a really cool, intimate one, and an official video to follow after that. Let me make sure I didn't have... I wanted to actually talk about some um, non-fungible tokens and some digital currency stuff with you, but I think that's too much to get into now. And yes, that's all. That's the last, that's the big update. So Mo, thank you so much, man, for your time. I know you're really crazy busy, but I'm excited for you to have uh, a break. And maybe Wednesday when you're chilling at home, taking your break, you can play that game. Yes, sir. Definitely going to do that. Cool. Uh, so thank you guys so much for listening. If you enjoyed today's show, please make sure to go to Apple Podcasts or iTunes. Uh, rate, review, subscribe. It really helps us a lot. Helps new people find us. You know the game. You can go to patreon.com slash jordanprince to uh, financially support this show. And uh, if you want to contact us or follow us, you can go to Instagram at artsyfartsyimmigrants and send us a DM or send us a good old-fashioned email at podcast at m945.de. All right, guys, we will see you next week. Bye-bye. Look out, baby, the saints are coming through. And it's all over now, baby blue. Artsy Farsi Immigrants, ein Podcast von John Prince und Moritz Batscheider, Produziert für M94.5.